to see all of you. I want to say welcome to Thank God It Is Friday. For some of us, it is not just Thank God It Is Friday. It's Thank God I Am Not Forsaken, T-G-I-F. Thank God I Am Forgiving All My Sins, T-G-I-F. Thank God I Am Fast-Tracking by the Grace of God. And I believe the same concerning you. As I welcome you this evening, we just want to relax a little bit. The music gets us in the mood. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on howsoever you feel. In all your ways, acknowledge him. He will direct you. We call him Jehovah, our PDP. Jehovah, our provider, our director, and our protector. PDP, hallelujah. I want to welcome you this evening. Um, for some of you who have been following online, you know that uh, we're, we're going to be talking interactively this evening about dealing with fear of the unknown. We're going to try and find out the truth about how to deal with the fear of the unknown. And this fear of the unknown has been dealing with a lot of us. 
dealing with us at different levels, some dealing with them very seriously, and some just kind of halfway, and some, it's starting out, but you don't want it to grow, the fear of the unknown. Bible says fear has torment, so it's not something you want to allow it to grow. We've got to put a lead on it. We've got to kick it out of the system and follow after what God has for us. As I welcome you this evening, uh, Father, I want to pray that you cause our coming together to be delightful. May the gathering of the people be a delight unto the Lord and there uh, provoke a divine reciprocation from God wherewith you open the heavens over us and pour us our blessings will not have room to contain and put to shame every travail, every conflict, every problem in our lives because we are the children of God. And if you're not one of us yet, you're welcome to accept Jesus as Lord and we're happy to have you in the family of God. Amen. Amen. Dealing with the fear of the unknown. Let me try to define this so that we get this matter on the way. Oh, let me first ask you, is it not a real thing, dealing with the fear of the unknown, with all that's going on around the world? Even a fool is feeling a little out of sort because we don't know where all this is going. We wake up every day and we just try and roll with the punches. What does fear of the unknown mean? It is what we feel when we're faced with things and situations way beyond our control. Especially when whatever it is we're facing flings us far away from our comfort zone. I'll say that again. Fear of the unknown is what we feel when we're faced with things and situations way beyond our control. Especially when whatever it is we're facing flings us far away from our comfort zone. Indeed, the whole world has become so strange and so I think I'm in good place to be saying we need to talk about fear of the unknown. But let me prepare your mind because you, I need you to contribute something because iron sharpened iron. And this is our own little hangout. This is our thank God is Friday. That's why I'm not wearing a jacket. I'm just chilled. I'm just relaxed. And I hope you're chilled. Aha. Uh -huh. And so let, me, let me prepare your mind. There's a question I'd like you to answer for all of us, all the viewers and listeners. And that is, in what ways... Does fear of the unknown manifest? In what ways does fear of the unknown manifest? What are the things we do when we begin to subscribe knowingly or unknowingly, wittily or unwittingly to fear of the unknown? What are the little giveaways? If you, if you have the answers, even as you go along, I am reading on the screen, just start posting your response. What, in what ways does fear of the unknown manifest in people? What are the little things we do that gives us away, even though we're trying to act like I, I'm cool, I'm not, I'm not flustered, but there's some things we do that gives us away. I want answers from you. Thank you. Um, oh, I already get an answer. Bruno, you're, you're saying endless worry. That's a good one. That's a good one. Keep them coming. Let me um, say something that is going to really get your attention. Fear of the unknown as far as I understand, fear of the unknown stems from the innate or the intrinsic need of the human being for safety, security, and comfort. So we're born with this need to have safety, security, and comfort. It is an innate, intrinsic nature of the human being. And so whenever we perceive that our SSC, safety, security, and comfort is threatened, the fear of the unknown kicks in. 
without you even knowing it. We don't invite it. It's fairly automatic because we have this innate need for safety, security, and comfort. Whenever we perceive that this safety, security, and comfort is threatened, whether real or imagined, the fear of the unknown kicks in. Can I ask you, is that not so? If you believe it's so, oh, I have an answer to my question. What, how does fear of the unknown manifest? Often, oh, thank you. You say panic buying. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> People start panicking. And that's what fear does. It makes us make the wrong moves. So as we perceive that our safety, security, and comfort is threatening, the fear of the unknown begins to come to work. And we're susceptible differently to the fear of the unknown. Some of us are more susceptible. Some of us are less susceptible. Um, we, I, 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 I know that sometimes the video pauses, but I will try and make up for that. So I'm going to back up a little bit, um, and, and I'm saying to you that the fear of the unknown stems from the innate need of every human being for safety, security, and comfort. You are entitled to have those three things, and we're born to gravitate for that and want to have it. And so whenever we perceive, aha, okay, Ofem, thank you uh, to my question. You said, um, when I said, in what ways do, does fear of the unknown manifest? You said panic buying. And you can see a lot of that going on now. A lot of panicky things are being done. And, um, and so this fear of the unknown, which stems from our innate God-made giving need for safety, security, and comfort, and we should all have all those things. But whenever we perceive that this safety, security, and comfort is being threatened, you know what happens? Fear of the unknown kicks in. It's fairly automatic. It doesn't matter whether you're in the palace or where you're in the dumps. It, it, we're all the same when it comes to the fear of the unknown. And I know that you agree with me. I, I begin to wonder, are you not yourself sus subscribing somewhat to fear of the unknown? To what degree? I don't know. If we, if we took a spectrum of 1 to 10, some, of, some people are already on 8, some people are on 5, some people are on 2. But as we investigate these things and as we pray about it, we will be delivered from the terror of the fear of the unknown. And you will see that God sent me to help you with this thing and God be praised as things change for better for us in Jesus' name. Our fear of the unknown really must by now become really heightened, must have become really heightened as we see governments, economies, big mighty corporations fail each passing day. This either to sacrosanct um, equations of, of business, of money making, of running things begin to fall apart in shreds like Humpty Dumpty falling and we, we don't even know what is going to replace these um, equations and the theories that used to hold things together. So the fear of the unknown for every person who has some sense must naturally be heightening. But because it's heightening doesn't mean it's a good thing because fear makes us to panic, makes us to make uh, poor decisions and that's why we must thoroughly interrogate this thing and God is going to help us defeat it in Jesus name okay Ofem you're, you're really helping me today you're saying um, the fear of the unknown drives us away from the call to be our brother's keeper and self-preservation and self-centeredness kicks in <laughs> 
Ah, oh, get all you can, can all you get, and sit tight on it. You're not going to be nice anymore. You're, you know, uh, Pastor B was saying uh, on Wednesday when we had um, the talk about um, what's the title of our talk? Uh, preparing for the new. He said, "Cash is king, so don't fritter your." cash that doesn't mean you don't give <laughs> just don't fritter it and some people just sit on it okay ah michael oh i wish i could see what you said uh if you repost that again let me see whether i can get that uh, fear of the unknown makes people speak negative confessions how true grand commander god bless you Fear of the unknown makes people speak negative confession. Is that not true? You wake up in the morning and say, hmm, I don't know what is happening to this nation. Oh, hmm, things are not good. Oh. It's a confession. By the words of our mouth, are we justified or condemned? Life and death are in the power of the tongue. May God help us in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I, I want to give you a, a quote that was... Um, made in the year 127 by H.P. Lovecraft. It puts everything into perspective. It says, the oldest and strongest emotion of mankind is fear. The oldest and the strongest emotion of mankind is fear. And the oldest and the strongest kind of fear is fear of the unknown. What? The oldest and the strongest emotion of mankind is fear. And the oldest and the strongest of fear is the fear of the unknown. The, the oldest and the strongest kind of fear is fear of the unknown. And that's why God has to deliver us from it. But we must take counsel together. We must make some adjustments so that we don't become a victim. Because God has a plan for us. And fear of the unknown can make us subvert the plan of God. God says, I know the plans I have for you, notwithstanding anything that you face. And fear of the unknown makes us to panic and we can head in the wrong direction. That will not be our portion in Jesus' name. So keep it coming. And I want answers to the question, in what ways does fear of the unknown manifest? What are the things that we tend to do when fear of the unknown begins to get us? How do we act out of character when fear of the unknown begins to happen? And as somebody here, even as we speak, deliverance is happening for you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. You won't, you won't, you won't act out the script that the enemy wrote concerning you with a setup of fear of the unknown so that you actually make the mistake that makes you fall over the edge. It, that will never happen in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I pray for all of us that we will not use our own hand to do our self-work. Say amen to that now. Glory to God. Now, moving a little ahead, I'm waiting for your answers. Don't hold the answers. This is interactive. We want to share the bread with the brethren because something you know is going to help somebody. It may even be me. It may be somebody else on the other side of the world. We have people watching from across the whole world, from the United States, from the Far East, from Asia, from, from um, the EEC. So please be your brother's keeper. There are, when we talk about the fear of the unknown, we need to break humanity into two, according to the psychiatrist, the optimist and the pessimist. So by their, in, by their makeup, their response 
to difficult situations is predetermined by whether they are optimist or pessimist. The optimist, uh, for the optimist, the fear of the unknown is not much of a problem. Why? Because they are inclined to be hopeful and to expect good outcomes. By nature, they're very, they have a simple approach to things. They don't worry much, but then the danger is sometimes they swing too far to the left and become, begin to think like simple things, not just being simple, have a simple outlook to things. They may act like a simple thing, and what does a simple thing do? Does not really analyze what is going on and just oversimplifies things, and that itself could put the optimist in trouble with all that is going on now obviously we need to analyze some things we need to take some positions for the pessimist um, the fear of the unknown is a very big problem because the pessimist is the exact opposite of the optimist which means they're not particularly hopeful they see problems everywhere and they don't expect a good outcome so for the pessimist the study or the, uh, or, the, or, or, the or the research on our response to times like this so that we do not subscribe to fear of the unknown is very needful. If you're out there, you know that you tend to be an optimist. You need to listen good and you need to communicate that so that we can be of help to one another. So when we face a situation like this, when everything is falling apart, all the either to sacrosanct uh, equations and theories that uh, held things together are failing by the moment, not even by the day. Um, the, 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 the tendency for the pessimist is to just drown in worry. The, the optimist may be a little calm, but sometimes just don't be too calm so that you miss the opportunity to um, investigate what is going on and uh, position yourself and prepare. We're, we're talking in church about preparing for the new. You need to, preparation needs focus, needs attention, needs analysis, and you, you kind of take position. Now, more importantly, um, could there be a class of people between the optimists and the pessimists that the psychiatrists have not spoken about, perhaps that, that, that third categorization in between is, can only be found in the Word of God. It cannot be found in any psychiatry or phys, uh, psychological psychology book. No, no, maybe not. I, I want to bring to your attention that there is a middle gap group that we should belong to. Not... Too, not too much of the, of the optimist and not too much of the pessimist. Why? Um, they, I call them the in-between persons. They, they're probably going to come off the best. Because whilst the optimist may be overly hopeful and simplistic, uh, the in-between person is hopeful but watchful. The pessimist is so watchful, he's guilty of analysis paralysis so he gets to do nothing good about what he's supposed to be doing ah, i have another answer about how and i love the answers keep them coming Lake said um the answer to uh the kind of things that we uh we, we do when uh we subscribe to uh uh to fear of the unknown is that the fear of the unknown hinders creativity so when you subscribe knowingly or knowingly to fear of the unknown, you tend to wither. You tend to kind of really pause. So you can't create solutions anymore. So we need to be delivered of this thing. 
So back to me saying that between the optimist and the pessimist, supposing there is a perfect grouping, because this grouping, I call them the in-between persons, the, the, the psychiatrists don't know about that, um, they, they are the ones that are hopeful but watchful and responsive. You see, the, 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 the optimist is somewhat too hopeful sometimes. Some of them are very good, but some of them are too simplistic. When they see this kind of thing going, it will matter now, it doesn't matter. It, 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 go, it go better now. God, Jesus is Lord, but they didn't study. They didn't take a position. It's not enough to pray. It's not enough to say, oh, simplify things. So the in-between people are hopeful, but also watchful. And as they're watchful, they're analytical, and so they are responsive. So my prayer is, I think this is where God wants us to be. And we will be that, and much more, in Jesus' name. I have another answer from Minister Dave. Thank you, Minister Dave, to my question again, that in what ways does fear of the unknown manifest in us people? You said the fear of the unknown causes us to take wrong decisions. Terrible. Because sometimes it's the decision we take that reason is going to be the problem. The problem itself cannot drown us. Is what we do about it. I hear you. I hear you. Um, Jibkare, uh, I hope I pronounced that right. You said fear keeps its object permanently in the dark. Environment can instigate fear in a person. Government and economic policies can create fear. Our faith should be invested on every area of our lives. Well said. Well said. Because without going further, we start, we start thinking, what is the antidote to the fear of the unknown? Of the first thing is faith and trust in God. The opening song that we did today, it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding in all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct he shall direct your power thank you very much and so um i want to uh push this matter a little further um so if you're an optimist you're good you're in a better position but don't become simplistic the bible says uh, the prudent man foresees difficulties ahead, but the simpleton goes on and suffers, goes on carelessly and suffers the consequences. You can't afford to be a simpleton. So don't oversimplify things, even though you're an optimist. And when you're a pessimist, honestly, you really need to ask God, Lord, deliver me. Analysis paralysis. And when you're so pessimistic, you can't have faith. Let me take this a little further. Um, Hebrews 2 verse 15 talks about fear. And listen to this. Hebrews 2 verse 15 talks about fear and says, those, and describes them um, who, was, who are bound by fear, it says those who through fear of death, or in this case, fear of the unknown, were all their lifetime subject to bondage. Those who through fear, were all their lifetime subject to bondage. Fear leads to bondage. May God deliver us in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And the message translation of the Bible, also um, speaking about fear, refers to people who are bound by fear as those who cower through life, scared to death 
of death. They're scared to death of death. So they, they, they kill themselves when it's no time to die. They cower through life, scared to death of death. May the Lord deliver us in the name of the Lord Jesus. I wonder what, as we speak, are you not reconsidering some thoughts you were having or, or, or some thoughts you are entertaining? Are you not reconsidering some decisions? Are you not reconsidering some conversations you're having with some people? Hallelujah. <laughs> and um, fear has torment, period. Whether it's fear of death or fear of the unknown. I have another contribution, Dio. Oh, that's nice to hear from you, Dio. She said, fear of the unknown makes me personally pause all planning and just swim with the tide. What? Let me read that again. Dio, thank you. You said fear of the unknown makes you personally pause all planning and just swim with the tide. It brings you to a place of helplessness, a seeming, you know, completely helplessness. It's, it paralyzes the mind. Like I said, you cannot be creative anymore. Dio says, I just allow things to happen to me. Glory to God. Ah, okay, Dan Fred, Ego Dan Fred, you said, fear of the unknown challenges one's faith. It challenges your faith. Dan Fred, thank you for that. Fear of the unknown makes you almost dump your faith. But that will not be our portion in Jesus' name. Because faith is a currency of the spirit. Without faith, you cannot transact in the spirit. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. Oh, Minister Dave, you have another contribution. That's nice. Keep them coming. It says, sometimes fear of the unknown leads to suicidal thoughts. Suicidal thoughts. That's true. When you contemplate that nothing good can come, I don't have what it takes. Not, not, there's no way out. And so some people begin to think, let God kill myself. Even this COVID-19, even if it happens... I don't even have anything after COVID anyway. I might as well go. That none of us will die before our time in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Now, I want to take it a little further. And any thoughts, I want contributions, not just to answer my question. You can ask your question. You can make a contribution. You can send us a quote. Because we're family. We're doing this together. And we want everyone coming to um, view with us to come off this blessed oh conrad you're saying fear of the unknown leaves us in a limbo in a state of endless inactivity inactivity like dial just drifting along in the long run we never attain our full potential and end up with many regrets very good fear of the unknown leaves us in a limbo in a state of endless inactivity just idling away drift adrift and almost rotten away on the long run, we never attain our full potential because of this fear of the unknown. And may, we will definitely end up with many regrets. Aha. Grace Assembly. Okay, you say fear paralyzes your mind. Absolutely. Absolutely. Ah, Bruno, you said fear of the unknown makes you want to take decisions that God doesn't back up. What? <laughs> like think, thinking a country is your El Dorado. Oh, let me read that again. Bruno, thank you for this one. 
You said fear of the unknown makes you want to take decisions that God doesn't back up. Like thinking of moving to a country that you think is your Eldorado. But come to think of it now, have we not seen that all countries are pretty much the same now? Everybody is in a quagmire. May the Lord help us in Jesus' name. Hey, Etefia, you're saying for you, fear of the unknown makes you doubt the very words you have been believing and holding on to. Father, deliver us in the name of the Lord Jesus. Fear of the unknown can really scramble our faith. Can scramble what we used to hold tight to. Because fear has stomach, it paralyzes and it makes a nonsense of our cognitive um, capacities and abilities that hitherto we used to make good progress. And that's why this fear of the unknown, we must jettison it and the Lord will help us in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Can I say something to you? This fear of the unknown, could it not be because before now we had a false sense of security? What do I mean by that? For you to now suffer from fear of the unknown is because you thought because before you, your security and your safety and your comfort was secured. Supposing it was just a feeling, supposing it was not true. Odwayo, I hear you. You said, fear puts you in a state of mere existence instead of living your best life to the fullest. That deserves a medal. Fear puts you in a state of mere existence instead of living your best life to the fullest. We will not exist. We will live the best life that God has allocated to us in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm talking about a false sense of security. Maybe the real foundation for fear of the unknown. Because we thought we were safe before. Look at how things were. The way things were running before, we all thought we were good. We just jump on a plane. We just move from one country and so on. All of a sudden, what we thought was safe, we find out that was never safe. It's the same world. It's the same countries. Everything just changed overnight. So let me talk about a false sense of security, which is what men always build their strength on. It is... And with what is happening globally, this brings us to really examine the subject of false sense of security. I thought I could always get on a plane and go anywhere. I could always hug anybody on the street. I could always invest money and know that in five years' time, people that invested and the, the harvest or the, the, the supposed to cash a harvest, uh, the investment in five or ten years, who knows what is going to happen two months from now? Before five years or sure, you get your money and your interest. Now you don't even know who will be around, which company will be left. Honestly, look at the airline businesses. The biggest airlines are on their knees. If you invested $10 million in one of those um, airlines and you thought, I'm good for life, even if I don't work, I'm not so sure anymore. So we're talking about a false sense of security. When our security is not based on God, it is a false sense of security. And so when it shakes, we suddenly realize, we now say, ah, I have fear of the unknown. No, 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 you should always have had fear of the unknown because your sense of security was a false sense of security. Bible says, war is man whose strength is in the other men. War to them who believe in a man or a system created a man. It says when they die, their thoughts and their plans die with them. There's only one alpha and omega. 
There's only one beginning and the end. There's only one rock of ages, Gidigba. There's only one that speaks a thing and brings it to pass. There's only one that is not subject to anything. He changes times and seasons. And for many of us, our sense of security is not based on him. It's based on an investment profile. It's an educational system. Or if I live in Canada, I'll be fine. Wherever you live now, you're not fine. Shoto. In fact, it's easier to live in Nigeria now. Let me give you an example what sense, a false sense of security does. Remember Joseph? When he finally got a job as a glorified houseboy called a steward in Potiphar's house, despite the fact that he was betrayed, his master didn't even give him a fair hearing. He did everything he could do to hold on to this lousy job because of fear of the unknown. If they send me away, hey, where will I go? Whether Mrs. Potiphar is this or that, let me just find a way to plead with her and stay. He had a sense of security in Potiphar's house, but it was false. And when Potiphar behaved like the man he is, Bible says, do not put your trust in a man, in a, or the, a prince or a son of man. When Potiphar behaved true to type, it proved to, to us, the readers, that his sense of security was false. Indeed, Psalm 37, 35, um, Psalm 33, verses 17 to 18, I read, puts it into technicolors for us. It says, a horse is a vain hope for safety. I say that again. A horse is a vain hope for safety. Neither shall it deliver any by its great strength. Behold, the eye of the Lord, hallelujah, is on those who fear him, on those who hope in his mercy. Ah, Verse 20 says, our soul waits for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. Verse 33 crowns it all. It says, let your mercy, O Lord, be upon us just as we hope on you. You see, except the Lord build the house. Except the Lord watch over the city. The watchman waketh in vain. Psalm 127 verse 1. Except the Lord watches over it. The sense of security that you have is false. It's time to put back our strength in the Lord. To put our hope in the Lord. To put our trust in the Lord. Because all the systems so impressive that men built have just fallen apart. The United Kingdom employment rate has died to almost 20%. Die, 20% of workforce lost their jobs. They don't even know when they're coming to come out. People used to die to get a UK visa. To go and do what now? The systems of men are just like men. They die. Sometimes the Lord just allows them to fall because they didn't even know before that he was the one upholding all things by the word of his power. Oh, somebody say hallelujah. Let me read another scripture to you. Um, in, in Isaiah 42, this is where the word of God gives us hope and allows us to move our trust back to where it should be. Isaiah 42 and verse 16, talking about the unknown. The fear of the unknown is based on the unknown. The message translation of Isaiah 42 verse 16 says, But I will take the hand of those who don't know the way. Who can see where they're going? I will be a personal guide to them, directing them 
through the unknown, directing them through the unknown. And the Bible says an unknown country, it could be an unknown territory, it can be an unknown season, unknown unknown relationship. It says, I will be a personal guide to them if they trust me. And I will direct them through the unknown. I will be right there to show them what roads to take. I will make sure they don't fall into the ditch. Who dug the ditch? Somebody did. But we will not fall in it in Jesus' name. He says, these are the things I will be doing for them, sticking with them, not leaving them for a moment. Will somebody say, Amen, please? We're talking about fear of the unknown. The unknown is ahead of all of us, without exception. Whether you live in Australia, or you live in Mexico, or you live in Newfoundland, or you live in uh, Antarctica, Mm -mm, it's for everybody now. The unknown is standard for everybody. But you don't have to sink into the fear of the unknown if you move your trust to God. Somebody said, the unknown is only unknown to us. <laughs> Everything is known to God, who is the Alpha and the Omega. There's nothing called the unknown to him. So if he will be the one directing us, he will be the one holding our hands and guiding us. We really have no reason to be fearful about the unknown. When we walk, when walking through the unknown, brethren, we need faith and we need a support system greater than ourselves. The only reason why you will not suffer from lack of fear of the unknown is when you have a support system, a divine support system, greater than you, greater than your bank, greater than the governments of this world, when it is God to whom nothing shall be impossible. So when people look at a situation and the fear of the unknown grips them, and they actually paralyzed, like Dio said, just don't know what to do. That's what happened at the Red Sea. Moses, the fear of the unknown, he was just gobbling and talking. God said, don't talk. Just lift up the rod, I bless for you. God will make a way where there used to be in no way. There's, no, there's nothing like fear of the unknown. Jehovah goes ahead of his people. Hallelujah. Maybe all this. Is to shake us back to our senses. Shake, shake, shake us until we come to our senses and move our trust back to God. When we're walking through a season called the unknown, we need faith and a support system greater than governments and bank accounts. Banks will fail. I, I'm not even sure all these banks, they have money. I, I don't know. By the time in the next two, three, four weeks, we're going to find out. But whatever happens, the economy of heaven never fails. Somebody say amen. Somebody say amen. <laughs> so when we're going through the unknown, we must change our focus from, our, from, our own, from focusing on our own limitations and move our focus to God's unlimited wisdom, unlimited power, and unlimited undying faithfulness. If you don't do that, you will always be oppressed by the fear of the unknown. We must change our focus from our own little selves. No matter how big you are. Bible says, the princes are like grasshoppers before him. 
He sits above the circles of the earth. And even the oceans like a drop in the bucket. He says, who will challenge me? Glory to God. We need to take our focus away from ourselves and, our, and the institutions we used to trust in. Yes, we must do business with them, but our trust must be in God. And focus on God's unlimited wisdom, unlimited power, and never failing faithfulness. I'll prove something to you. Okay, okay. Alauluwa, I hear you. You say God is our sure anchor during the season called the unknown. I like that. I like that. When a ship is anchored, it cannot be blown away. Glory to God. I want to show you how God did it for his children, the children of Israel. I'm going to show you how he did it in those days. Oh, okay. This wasn't scrolling. Aha. Grand Commander, I like your comment. You said fear of the unknown also takes our focus off the victory we have as Christians in the power of Christ. Yes. In Christ alone, my hope stands. Thank you. Oh, this stopped scrolling. That's why I didn't see it. Bruno, you said the oldest and strongest emotion of the mind is fear. Okay, you're quoting what I said. The oldest and the strongest type of fear is fear of the unknown. Hallelujah. Oh my God, I, this wasn't scrolling. I didn't see all this. Okay. Aha. Akintunde Akintiete, you said, fear of the unknown makes you do bad things that God does not like. Yes. You know, sometimes you feel hopeless and you say, well, things are so bad anyway. You can't get any worse, so you bring out your bad part because you've lost hope. People that have lost hope have the capacity to do any kind of evil and any kind of mess. Fear of the unknown makes you contemplate terrible things just because you lost hope. Fear, uh, Ada, you said, fear makes you create evil things for yourself. It is when we are afraid that bad moments come forth. <laughs> ah, Grand Commander, here you are again. Fear is the opposite, is the direct opposite of our faith in Christ. And once fear takes hold of you as a Christian, it hinders our ability to effectively function in Christ. How true. You can't, Bruno, you said you can't have faith, fear and faith. They're mutually exclusive. Yes. You said, Pastor, do you agree? Yes. You either have faith or you have fear. They don't, they don't, they don't stay together. It's like water and oil. They don't mix. Hallelujah. Aha. Paulson, you said false sense of security that men build their hope on. When our security is not based on God, it's not really secure. And Fumi says, fear is a deadly, fear of the unknown is a deadly weapon in the hand of the devil to weaken the believer's faith. Mark 5 and verse 36. Now we want to, I want, I want some contributions on how to deal with the fear. I said that the first thing is that 
we must take our focus away from our own limitations and place our focus on the greatness of God, his unlimited power, his unlimited wisdom, and his never failing faithfulness. At the moment light shines, darkness just dissipates. The function of your emotion, the way your emotion functions is, it, it is what you focus on that will determine how you feel. If you focus on the greatness, incredibility of God, glory and power, many things just pale. But if you focus on the dynamics of men and all kind of things they are saying, fear will come in. Daniela, you said, hmm, the systems of men, just uh, they are just like men they die <laughs> he said that's right pastor thank you for your contribution keep them coming i want solutions now because we want to share um why i like that bruno bruno what's going on here you say faith f-a-i-t-h means forget all inadequacies trust him <laughs> Forget all inadequacies. Trust him. F-A-I-T-H. I like that. So have faith. She says have faith. <laughs> that is so good. That is so good. That is so good. All right. I, I want to read this scripture to you. How God. When I read this scripture to you. Let me put it this way. I pray that it will calibrate your re recalibrate your thinking and douse your the the, 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 the the turbulence in your spirit and bring you to the place of an equilibrium based on the word of God and the very present anointing because in the midst of all the tremor and the trepidation there are great opportunities. It depends on how you feel. It depends on what is going on in your heart. We show what you see. Ah, Leke, that's a good one. You said the solution is admit first that you're afraid. This will oust. Okay, I'm not sure I understand that. It says from that point, you begin to seek solutions. Admit first that you're afraid. That's for someone there. Um, and Dave... You said, always illuminate whatever circumstances with God's word. Who shine the light of the word on that situation. The, 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 uh, Mr. Dave, thank you for that. Thank you for that. Let me read this one to you. This will really um, bless you. In Joshua 3 and verse 2, I read from the Living Bible. It just puts it very beautifully. It says, when you see the priests... Uh, let me first put it in perspective. This is the children of Israel haven't gone through 40 years in the wilderness. They're now on the banks of the Jordan. They can see the promised land. But the Bible says at this point in time, the uh, Jericho was shut up against the children of Israel. So the, the fear the fear must have set in, into their heart. The fear of the unknown. We've left everything we know. Now they've shut the gates. They've shut everything against us. And this is what the, God, the Lord said to Joshua, Joshua 3 and verse 2. When you see the priests carrying the ark of God, follow them. You have never 
You have never before been where you are going now, so they will guide you. He said, when you see the anointing moving, because you have, you have never before been where you are going, follow them so they will guide you. It talks about the word of God being a light unto my feet and a, a, and a, lamp, a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. When you see it moving, follow it. Wherever the street of the Lord is going, follow he said, because you have never before been where you are going. We have never been here before and God wants to lead us to victory. In essence, what is God saying in the scripture? He's saying, follow me and I will see you through, through this unknown territory. For many of us, we drifted away from following God. For many of us, we don't even know how to hear God anymore. Maybe this shutdown is not so bad. So we start practicing all over again. It is much easier to hear God when it's quiet. That in the noise and the din and, and the clamor and the clanging of activities of men, mindless activities. So we might as well use this opportunity of the lockdown and practice and redevelop our closeness to God. What is God saying in essence? Follow me and I will see you through this unknown territory. You don't need to be afraid of the unknown. I know where this is going and I can take you through it. And so, as just as God guided the Israelites through the unknown territory, he will guide you and me too. When we come to a place we've never passed through before, God is always present and willing to help us. Child of God, you are not alone. He says he's supposed to be our shepherd. I believe it's a message translation that says, if the, because the Lord is my shepherd, I want nothing. As long as he shepherds me, he will take, I will go through the valley, but I will come out and end in the banquet table where he even anoints my hair. My cup runs over. Goodness and mercy, grace and favor follows me all the days of my life. Grace and prosperity follows me all the days of my life. If the Lord be my shepherd. Many of us have not let him shepherd us. It's time to turn back to God. Ah, Brown, you're here. That's good. You said the Bible puts it like this. Walk in the spirit. Enlarge how you perceive him and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. That's a good one. That's a good one. Allah, uh, um, you said seek God for revelation and his will and purpose for you in the present situation. It says the re revelation shatters the darkness. And then you can experience God-given peace. So shall it be in Jesus' name. Aha. Dave, you said shut down. These are solutions and reset for the new things God is doing. Shut down. Calm down. Stay in the presence of God and reset. Let him reconfigure. Let, let, him, let him reboot you so that for the new things that God is doing. Aha, Daniela, thank you for that solution. I like the solutions. Keep them coming. You say one way to deal with fear of the known is to kill our flesh and allow the spirit to lead us. Glory to God. Let me read Isaiah 43 to you, verses 2 to 4a in the Message Bible. Isaiah 43, verses 2 to 4a, the Message Bible. Oh, this is really good. This is really good. It says, 
When you reign over your head, I will be there with you. Please say amen. Let me start again. When you are in over your head in all kinds of things, I will be there with you. Amen. When you're going through, when you are in rough waters, you will not go down. Amen. Oh, yes. When you are between a rock and a hard place, and it feels like that even now, Bible says it will not be a dead end for you. Can you say amen? He says, because I am your God, your personal God, not a distant God, your personal God, the Holy of Israel, your Savior. He says, I paid a huge price for you. Yes, by giving a son. That's how much you mean to me and that's how much I love you. Why would he love us so much and leave us in a quagmire and let us stumble and, and grope through life and fall into the ditch? I read you the scripture. says, I will, I will not let you fall into the ditch. And anyone that's close to the edge of any, any uh, ditch, the Lord will snatch you out of it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I want you to keep the solutions coming. I want you to, uh, I want you to keep the solutions coming. And some of you have already broken through in certain areas. You've already defeated the fear of the unknown. And, and you need to share it with your brethren. I'm even ready to take prayer requests. If you have a prayer request, she posted. I'm going to pray about that because we all subscribe to the fear of the unknown differently. Some are very susceptible to it. In fact, some are, those that are very susceptible to the fear of the unknown, they're already in depression. Those are the ones, Minister Dave was saying that they're likely to be having suicidal thoughts. Because of fear of the unknown, some people are making serious financial gaps as we speak. Because of fear of the unknown, some people are scrambling relationships that they're going to need after COVID-19. They are scattering the people that they will need because of fear of the unknown. Because when you're subject to the fear of the unknown, you act out of character. Fear has torment. It paralyzes the mind. But the word of God shines light into our heart. Let us think about God. In the beginning, God was there. At the end, is there. Before the beginning, was there. Nothing faces him. Why don't we put our trust in God? Why don't we ask God, okay, what is going on here? And how should I deal with it? When God says, fear not, he's not saying it as an encouragement like a man. <laughs> he's saying that you have no reason to fear. And I'm speaking prophetically to somebody. Yes, the situation looks bad, but fear not. It says, when you walk past through the waters, you will not drown. It says, when you are between a rock and a hard place, it will not be a dead end. God will make a way. It says, I will make a way in the wilderness for you. I will save you with my righteous right hand. He didn't save us to put us to shame. God is not glorified. When we're broken to pieces, not at all. He saved us for his own glory. <laughs> Captain Brown, you're saying one of the ways to deal with um, the fear of the unknown is this mantra in local palace. Last, last, I, I go day okay. Put in Jesus' name there. <laughs> last, last, I go day okay. You can only say that because he that keepeth Israel, that's you, 
never sleeps nor slumber. As the mountains surround Jerusalem, so the Lord surrounds his people. And you are one of them. And if you are not, you can be today. Just accept the Lord Jesus as, as your Lord and your Savior. Ask him to forgive your sins, sanctify you by the blood, and receive you into the family of God and fill you with the Holy Spirit. Glory to God. <laughs> Aha, there's a question here from Lide. She says, Sir, please, what do I do if I've already been paralyzed by fear? Thank you for that question. What do I do when I've already been paralyzed by fear? You have done the right thing by being online to watch, and you have asked the question, and I'm releasing prayer to you. The hand of him that's called the resurrection and the life will lift you out of paralysis. You regain all your cognitive senses and you'll be able to, uh, like, 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 like King David, you're able to pursue, catch up and recover all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I pray the Lord will send you some good news that will galvanize you back into action. It is not over for you. And I use you as a point of contact to those who didn't say anything. Maybe they're too, they're too embarrassed about it, that the Lord will do the same for you. He watches over his own to deliver them. Glory be to God. I want to, I want to try and bring this to a close before we're timed out. Um, and I want you to um, go to our website, go to our um, uh, website, um, www.thegraceassembly.org. Um, on Facebook and on, on, on Instagram um, at Grace Assembly and post your comments, post your prayer requests, post your advice and we will share it with the brethren and you will be rewarded for your good, good goodness of your heart in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I want to repeat the, the word of the Lord to you. It says when you are in over your head, it talks about when you are completely overwhelmed. He says, I will be there with you. Because it's a friend that's to get closer than a brother. When you're in rough waters, you will not go down. I, I, I hope you're saying amen. When you're between a rock and a hard place, it won't be a dead end at all. Because I am God, your personal God, the Holy of Israel, your Savior. I paid a huge price for you. And that's how much you mean to me. That's how much I love you. I want... I want to bring this to a close. I want to give you the final word. There is a quotation by Corrie Ten Boom. She was a great preacher in, in, the, in the last um, decade or so. She said, never be, afraid to turn an un never be afraid to turn an unknown future to the known and ever faithful God. Never be afraid to turn an unknown future to the known and ever faithful God. I leave you with that counsel. And glory be to God in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so we're delivered from the fear of the unknown. Because God beyond the unknown, to whom there's nothing called unknown, will guide our path. He will lead us beside still waters and cause us to rest in pleasant situations and guidance. And feed our soul in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Till I come your way again, remain strong and remain blessed in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. This song, I want you to listen to it, says we are destined to be.
because we are children of grace. The question of grace is you are destined to win. Not by your power, but the, by the covenant of the ever faithful God. We are destined to win. I speak to your situation, you are destined to win. You are not going to be a victim. No matter what this looks like, God will take care of his own. Remember, never be afraid to turn and on. No future to the known and ever.